Hey everyone, it's Maribel Blue with a new Maribel Blue Unfiltered, and this is the interview portion of Unfiltered. I know I don't do it that much, but when I do, it's very exciting because you know I'm only going to get the best guest for you. And today we have a very, very special treat. But before I introduce my guest, let me just say, if you are new to my channel, welcome. Please consider subscribing. This is the fun unfiltered channel where I talk about different variety of topics, which includes reality TV, because you know, I love to talk about all of that stuff. And of course I love interviewing people on different spectrums of the world, whether it be music, whether it be psychology, whatever the case may be, but you know, my favorite topic is hauntings and the paranormal. And if you are not new, welcome back. Let's get started. Let's not waste any time. Today's guest I had seen on Slapped Ham and I started following her immediately on TikTok. It's Jen Barari. She lives at an undisclosed location. I'm not even going to say like where <laughs> in the United States. I just want to say upfront that if you are following her on TikTok, if you are following her on her YouTube, please respect her privacy. I know that there are a lot of people that go on TikTok, they disclose their hauntings, they talk about where they're located at, but not specifically. And then of course the curious mind, people want to go over there. They want to see for themselves. They want to debunk stuff, whatever the case may be, please respect the privacy of her property. But let's get into what has been going on. Because let me tell you, when I started following her account, it was like an obsession. The things that she has been capturing on her property. It's just crazy, mega active. And you know, I love this stuff because I've been to Bobby Mackey's and I've lived in a haunted apartment for eight years, which a lot of people don't know. And I have all of the EVPs to prove it. So welcome Jen to Thank Unfiltered. You. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. I'm honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate well, it. Well, before we even get started, Let's talk about, because I wrote some questions down. Let's talk about the history of the property. What have you found out without getting into specific details about locations or what have you, like whatever it is that you want to share? What was the history that you found out of the property that you own today? So before I even get into the history, I just want to say regarding disclosing the location, there are a multitude of reasons why I don't disclose of the location, including my, you know, this, my safety, my, you know, of course, yeah, common sense. But um, I do plan on eventually having the property researched and studied by professionals, um, different professionals. And I do plan on eventually um, doing it justice by having it documented properly and disclosing of it in a proper way um, because it'll make sense. But to get into the history, it was built um, 1742 on revolutionary war grounds, native grounds. And some of these farms um, had assisted in the Underground Railroad. Some are confirmed. This property was not confirmed. So I just want to clear that up because I initially, um, you know, been told that this farm was definitely one of them. Um, mm -hmm. We're just, I'm, I'm not sure. Allegedly, it was, it assisted in the Underground Railroad, um, which led to 
like a cult activity happening on various properties around the area. Um, yeah, and it's it's a wild, um, it's got really rich history. It's a really spooky area. Um, and I wish I could disclose of it so badly. Really, do. I know, but we, we have to do it, you know, for the safety. Sorry, I'm taking all my bracelets for the safety of your well-being, because sometimes yeah. I think what's scarier than a ghost is a real life person. Right. When you don't know their motives or anything of that nature. So that's one of the main reasons why. Right. And I mean, we know that you're protected. <laughs> so, you know, again, don't be stupid and trespass because if people have the right to protect their property, they will. End of story. And I get that. I live out here in Arizona and you're not seeing people trying to break in. <laughs> right. And there you go. <laughs> like somebody said, somebody had said in a group that I used to be involved with, you know, if you want to leave with a toe tag, that's up to you. <laughs> right, right. Honestly, I live by Texas rules when it comes to that. And I'm, I'm not, I believe in gun regulations. I'm not like one an NRA like person. I don't believe in gun violence, but I believe in the right to protect myself and the right to bear arms for the protection of myself, my family, my property. So don't come to my property. Right. Let's Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you started to discover the history of the property, what prompted you to look at the history? Did you find that you were experiencing activity? Was it like a low level activity that maybe you put something down and then you go back, it's not there. I'm just using that as an example. I don't know if that's something that actually happened. No. So, you know, I have known of, you know, the area is well known for its history and for the Revolutionary War and, um, you know, other things. Um, so I've known that there were some history here. I didn't know, of, you know, the hauntings and, um, you know, these occurrences prompted mm -hmm. me to like dig deeper and to talk to locals and you know neighbors and um stuff like that but um yeah look, when we first moved in sorry that's my cat making no i can't hear her but it's okay <laughs> um when we first moved in like i i know i would always hear what sounded to me like my wife and i used to always walk on um a certain night we would walk the garbage cans down the driveway and it's a long driveway, but we would walk the bins down the driveway and it makes this kind of noise. And, and, um, I would hear it at night and I would just chuck it up to the wind and the garbage cans are locked in a, in a garbage shed. So there's nobody like walking down our driveway. We had, you know, initially installed 18 cameras. There was no way, but I, I just didn't think much of it. Lights would flicker, not as badly as they do now, but they would flicker. Right. You hear like little things, but nothing crazy. Um, and, you know, and then it just gradually just kept going and going um, and getting crazier and crazier and more intense and just kind of abrasive, like in, in your face. One of the things that I think people are genuinely concerned about is that you have a child. Yes. And 
you've seen her react to things in her room. How does that make you feel? Like, don't you feel helpless? It, it, it's, do you feel scared for her? Do you ask her, what does she see? What's going on? Because the, you know, we, when we learn about the paranormal, we learn that animals, especially cats have like that third eye where they can actually see the spirit that children that are still in a vulnerable state can still see and communicate with spirits. So what were the thoughts that was going through your mind when you saw things were happening in her room with her being there? So the first time it had happened, she was standing on her bed, staring like straight at the camera in the corner of her room. And my initial reaction was just like, she's maybe sleepwalking. Um, and then I, you know, I'm Jewish, so I, hence the star, which we talked about earlier, you know, you yeah. point but I'm a warrior. So I go straight down like the rabbit hole of hypochondria and I'm just like, she's having a seizure. She, I have, so I took her to get medically evaluated just mm -hmm. to where nothing was happening. Um, and I even had her like talk to a therapist. I don't, it made me feel hopeless or helpless, um, hopeless helpless, embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I didn't really want to share that video. It, mm -hmm. It's embarrassing. I felt like I um, failed in protecting my child, you know, and like I, I knew weird things were happening, but I, yeah, I should have removed her sooner after that. I, she, she was gone and then things had calmed down and she, the second time, you know, it had, she sat up and her door flung open to her little, we call it her baby room. It's like a little playroom. And I don't know what she said, but, you know, yeah, it felt like even worse because I brought her back here. Like, I, why? Why would we do that? Why? Why mm -hmm. did I do that? I really... You know, I had a hard time, like, when she, she continuously was asking me why she couldn't come to the farm for Christmas, and I had a really hard time saying no to her, and that, I think, was just, like, the generator, maybe, but... Um, Are you the one moving the camera? No. Is it moving? Did you see it dim a little bit? Yeah, that's why I said, like, was that the generator maybe? Could have been the generator. I don't know. I don't know why the generator would be on because it's not, like, storming. The power didn't go out. And I'm saying um, I know it's not me moving because if I was moving, <laughs> you would have only seen me move. This happens a lot. Like, my camera will go, like, I'll just be, I'll have it focused on something or on nothing. It'll begin to focus on something like repeatedly and just go in and out and in and out and in and out. And it's really crazy. But um, yeah, my daughter won't be coming back here. She's back in the city. My wife is back in the city um, and she won't, won't be back until this is completely resolved. And if it's not completely, completely resolved, she'll never be back. Luckily, she had. You saw that, right? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I don't have my glasses on, but yeah, I see it. Shit. 
my daughter has no knowledge of it. Sorry. There, there it is. I'm getting goosebumps on my end. Like I have goosebumps right now. I knew it was going to start because your camera was moving. Okay, let's let's continue. <laughs> They're back on. Let's continue. So not her not being there. How what was that? The bell, did you hear that? That's did you ever see the bell video? No. That was the bell. That's the fucking bell. I hate I hate to say it, but hello. <laughs> hello. If you don't follow her on TikTok, this is exactly what she does. She says hello. <laughs> you know, I always swear there's gonna be a person who answers me that's back. gonna respond back. <laughs> Should be Does that door ever open or close on its own? Which door? The door straight ahead where you have the camera pointing. Oh, um, yes, but I chuck it up to it being the cats, honestly, because it's like, do you fucking hear that? I'd... Oh, my God. No. No, no, no. I have goosebumps. No, no, no. Yo, hello. I'm so sorry this is interrupting your Oh, my God, I'm so scared. Do you want to see the bell? Like, damn. I'm sorry, my hair is in the way. But what's that on the floor? This is the bell. So I, it came with the property and it's really fucking old. Mm -hmm. And I was told by a bunch of like TikTok um, followers that they spirits don't like bells. So I leave it by the front door. And... There's, oh, there's the cat. Hi, buddy. You okay? Curious. There's like no, nobody in here. Like, I promise you. I hope not. <laughs> that would fucking suck. Yeah, I don't know. We can go in this room if you want. There's the laundry room. Sorry, I'm like, I'm bugging out a little bit. So I'm trying to check everything. This is where my mom like keeps her stuff when she comes and stays. But 
I should record my mom when she's here, like, and she deals with this because she's like your typical like New York Jewish mom, and she's just she's a riot. Like, <laughs> it's just really funny. Uh, it makes me like feel like a little better when it's going on. It's fucked up to say just because she gets like she's just so funny about it. Let me tell you something. When I was growing up, I was taught by Jewish teachers. I lived in a heavily populated Jewish neighborhood. So I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know. That door was closed. Wait, which door? That door straight ahead oh, of you. We just went in there. Oh, okay. You heard that? Yeah. You want to know something crazy? What's that? I really feel like it, like it, um, I don't know what it is, but it, it likes like when I film or when I like, you know, use my like phone or when I'm on the camera or I feel like it, or maybe it doesn't like it. Like, I don't know. Like it wants to be heard. Yeah, that, yes, that's what it feels like to me. Like it wants to be heard. It wants to be heard. Okay. So uh, we're going to go back to your daughter and not being there and how that has affected your relationship with her. Like, do you get to see her every day? No socks um my computer's gonna die i'm so sorry let me plug it in i'll just sit in the office okay. um i don't get to see her every day she was in school here and she had to be taken out of school here and put into a school in the city and now my office is a mess i'm sorry um, no it's okay when i'm not working here i go there and if I'm not working somewhere else, if I don't have to travel for work, I go right there. And I try when we're, we all have free time, I try to, you know, be with them ultimately and take, get away with them out of the city, away, just, we're going to be gone on the 23rd for a week because I don't get to see them and I, it's like, I, I'm like overcompensating by trying to just get, you know, mm -hmm. go somewhere fun and get away and have a little vacay, but it's shitty. It makes me feel like a piece of shit. Do um, you feel a sense of attachment to the property? because you're there mostly all of the time. You know, there's always, like I said, the paranormal community, when somebody lives at a certain property, they seem to become attached to the property. Right. They can't leave the property for whatever reason that is. Do you feel that way most times? 
I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, it's not so much that I think people, you know, freaking I, I'm sorry. I think people think that I have, um, that I'm insane for, you know, wanting to keep the property. I, I do have an attachment to it. it it's supposed to be you know, a family compound for my parents and my in-laws and my siblings. And I want to leave it to my daughter and my, I want my grandchildren here. And I, that's what I would ultimately like, but, um, I'm, I'm just really stubborn at this point. And I feel like people need to understand that the property is on a preservation and it's listed. It's on the market, but it's on a preservation. You have this main house, and then you have a colonial house that's like, you know, 5,000 square feet, and it's old, and there's other structures, and because it's on a preservation, it can't be subdivided. It has so, to be sold all as one unit, so to speak, yeah, as one I, property. I bought it during COVID for a good price, but the... Mm -hmm. Every the broker told me I was a fucking nut because I have one child and a wife, and she, you know, she said, "What the like? What are you thinking?" Basically, you know, there's two main houses. It's a lot of work. It needs renovations. Like it's a lot to take on, and there, there's, it's gonna be hard to sell. She told me that. Mm -hmm. and I told her I was never going to sell it because it's gonna be kept in the family forever. So. Well, you know, in essence, that is your prerogative. If you feel that, and this is just my own personal opinion, yeah. if you feel that nobody is getting hurt, it's not fun to be spooked all the time, especially every night, because that can do damage on people, especially if you're not sleeping well, you need a good night's sleep. Right. But if your prerogative is to stay in the house to keep it within the family. I mean, I get it. If I, if I knew that I could have a property where there were like other houses around and it was all one property, sure. I would do it. I would have a count, a compound myself right. because I feel like people can have their own space. You can have your family. You won't be alone, but yet you have your own privacy of space when you want to be alone. And exactly. your family is not in your face. That's what it was. I understand that. Yeah, that's, you know, my parents are getting older. My wife's parents are getting older. Um, we're totally intended, like, so we can have space, but also take care of, like, our parents, basically, and all, like, be on, in one place if need be, God forbid. Mm -hmm. And it's sad because I'm the only one here, you know? Like, you and some like occasionally my dad will come and check on me and he like checks the property it's really cute with his little flashlight i'm like what the fuck are you, you know like what are you going to do and but I'm, those other properties are empty there isn't any furniture in there or anything like that there's furniture there so the colonial house we were able to furnish the bottom floor some of it's like covered up because they're still doing some like painting left and it's we had to stop renovations but mm -hmm. um you know for a little while but 
the second floor and third floor are completely like just they need to be there. We gutted them. We got that far. Take me from the beginning when things started to happen. Obviously, you don't you speak very freely about your lifestyle. You're yeah. married to a woman. You have a child. Did you think in your mind when things started to happen that maybe neighbors or somebody caught wind, oh, there's like a lesbian couple living in this place. Let's go and harass them or whatever. Did that ever cross your mind? So not the, um, initially I thought I was being pranked by my friends because I love to prank my friends and I love, and they, they love to prank me and we just, you know, my siblings, we all, you know, do that. You witnessed that in the pre-interview, like I thought my brother was part of yes. this and he was here with the lawyer. Yeah. So I, I was like, you know, I completely, I was calling my guy friends every night, like, where are you? Their wives every night, like, where are they? You send me proof. Um, I never thought it was a, a, an issue of homophobia with neighbors because it's a it's a super gay friendly area actually. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of gay couples with kids and just in in the area. I did think that because I had an incident um, over hunting with a neighbor that maybe it could have been something related to that, but um, you know. I, she had also thought the same thing and it, there are things that were definitely done by her and her hunters or tenants, which she's not allowed to have because it's a preservation, but she gets away with that. So I shouldn't even get into that, but. So in yeah. essence, you were doing your own debunking. You were trying yeah. to rule out every possibility because you caught not too long ago, you caught like a man yelling through the woods or at least would it sound it like a man? Yes. And also the first video I posted, like, you know, I'm, if you look through the comments, like it, I didn't realize it at first, but when I realized it, I'm the first one to point it out, the timestamp skips. So that made me feel like, okay, this is a fucking human. They breached our security system. Mm -hmm. I went through a whole, like, you know, I just spun out into craziness. I swore it had to have been somebody we were close to who could have gotten the information and, or somebody who, you know, was technologically that advanced to breach our security system. But you know, it was never proved. There was never evidence. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. It, I mean, um, I heard somebody screaming in the woods. And yes, I, my neighbor, you know, told she called the cops on me because she said that I was screaming in her woods and mm. doing things in her woods at, at like, you know, all throughout the night at like crazy hours of the night or early in the morning. Why would I be out there in the pitch black, like right. running around screaming in the woods? Mm -hmm. I go out there now and I film and I'm by myself and I look insane, but I'm not that insane to just like freely go out and just run screaming through the, like, come on. So, um, I don't, she, that could have been revenge because she thought I was doing right. 
weird thing. Who knows? Some of it, I definitely think there's an explanation that a lot yeah. of explanation. But. So your mind doesn't veer off right away that it's something that's paranormal. You try to find the logic in it of what it could be before yeah. you think, okay, then maybe it could have been paranormal. I try to, um, like what just happened now with the bell and with the lights, that's paranormal. And mm -hmm. like, I've grown so accustomed to it and I've grown like such a connection and sensitivity to it almost that I feel like it threw the bell. Like, I don't want to get into it, but like there's, the bell has like deeper meaning in it. Mm -hmm. Like it, it like really wanted attention. Like we spoke of earlier, like it's right saying something. I just need to figure out what it's saying. There are definitely things that are one hundred percent paranormal, and I don't really try to debunk it. Other things, I think I just refuse to vote. They're just too much, mm -hmm. too much for me to process. What is your sleep pattern like? Because I know when I lived in my apartment, like once it became apparent that there was more than one spirit there, there were a lot of the times that I didn't sleep very well, or I felt like I was being pushed down while being in an almost awake state. Has things like that ever happened to you? So I don't have... I don't sleep well to the point where like my, you know, my doctor has tried to convince me that I need to go on medication, mm -hmm. you know, strong, like ambient type shit. And I'm, you know, like, okay, that would be fun, you know, but right. <laughs> um, I don't, I'm not, you know, I just would rather not, I take Benadryl sometimes to knock myself out because I don't really sleep. There are nights that I'm, um, so tired that I probably sleep through a lot of things that are happening. I have reoccurring dreams that are really intense and scary. And um, when I'm in the city with my wife, she actually has videos of me I can send to you or maybe I can post them. Maybe it's, it'll be of interest to people where, and I've never done this, but I'm like making crazy noises and movements in my sleep. And it's like, we used to, like, we didn't correlate them, in, you know, the two, but it, we thought it was funny initially. We would send it to, like, her sister and, like, our friends, you know. We thought it was funny. I was, like, punching. and But, yeah, I have, like, some weird dreams. And um, I've never felt like I was being held down. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had that experience. Oh, it's not fun. <laughs> no, I'm sorry it's, that you have. It's not Fun, and I'll disclose this because this is going to be the first time that everybody is hearing it, but it wasn't apparent to me. I didn't see the pattern until I think maybe a few years ago. Yeah. I would hear like a scream, but it would be like a very hollow scream. I can't even describe the scream. I wouldn't be able to do it myself. Right. It's, it's it would sound very far away and then once it would start happening, I knew what was going to happen next. Right. And I would feel myself not being able to get up from the bed. But now it's it's almost as if now that I know what's going to happen, yeah. I um 
I start moving right away. Like I start fighting it so that it doesn't hold me down. That's super interesting that you say that, like, you know, what's going to happen. You know, I had experiences like that as a kid, actually. Um, I never thought about that. And I used to like, um, I remember always being intrigued by the fact that, you know, I was in like a deep sleep, I guess, but I was like so aware that mm -hmm. of, of what was going to happen and when it was going to happen. And it was, it was very physical too. There were like, I used to also get um, migraine seizures and it would happen at the same time. And I knew mm -hmm. it was going to happen and it was, it was so, super weird, super weird. It's very scary. I was going to ask something and now it totally escaped me. And, you know, like I'm going backwards with my questions because I was asking how it affected your family. So we talked about that. Oh, I was going to talk about um, the debunking, like when I was at Bobby Mackey's, the recording right. that I sent you. Right. And I was with his manager. Like we were both downstairs in that basement. And he was turning on and off the camera. I guess that's his way of editing. <laughs> like I think about it now because some people don't know how to use editing tools. Like I learned because I knew I was going to be doing more videos. So I wanted to learn how to edit without relying on somebody else and having to pay them whatever. Right. Um, and for him, he was just turning on and off the camera while I had a, a recorder on going on consistently so when I heard the recorder go on and I captured that get out voice and I'm back in my hotel room because I'm there, I'm present. You heard the whole entire thing. Like I just kept talking. Like you hear get out. And I'm still like la 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 like talking. Right. I never heard that with my own ears. And it was three times that it said different times it said get out. And that one was like the longest one. When I was in the hotel room and I heard it, my first reaction was I threw the, the tape recorder because it freaked me oh, out. I feel you. I, I feel you. That I captured that. And then, of course, I'm listening to it again and I heard him turn on the camera and I'm like, did he do it? And I was so suspicious that I called him up and I was like, Robert, did you make that get out? He was like, no, ma'am, I would never do anything like that. And he's a skeptic. Like he does not believe in all that, but he knows that people have captured right. stuff while being there. Um, whether he had personal experiences, I don't, I think for him, he looks at it like, yeah, you know, it's happening, but like, it's, I guess he explains it away. Whereas I was trying to, figure out did he do that on purpose but then i was saying well if he did that on purpose i would have heard it with my own ears which i didn't right right it's weird there's a lot of things that i don't hear or see that thankfully i have you know such a, an amount of followers that are pointing things left and right out to me that it's like I'm really blessed for that because yes, yeah, you there. It's weird how that works. I don't. I yeah. Well, you're gonna have your followers who are truly committed, who are yes. interested in the paranormal, 
who are sincere, who probably are watching the videos and listening, because that's what I do when I watch anything paranormal. There are times that my favorite, you know, YouTubers that I've been following for a number of years now, I have my headset, you know, a lot of the times I live with my family, a lot of the times they'll just like come in if I have the door a little bit open and they'll come in and just scare the shit out of me where I'm like screaming my head off because I don't hear them coming in because I have the headset on. But I'm one of those people that I will listen for the EVP. And a lot of the times I can make out what it is that they're saying. And I guess it's because I've been doing it for so long that I could just make it out. So you're going to have curious what you what y'all hear because I feel like I'm hearing things around me but I am dying like <laughs> once I download this I know I'm going to throw on my headset I have another video that's going up this week that I need to put up cuz this is going to go up next week okay. but I'm dying to hear <laughs> what I'm that gonna... voice was earlier because that was scary You heard that right that was, it, a voice. It was a man's voice. I heard okay. it. I don't know what he said because I didn't have my earphones on, but okay. it was loud and clear. Okay. I thought it was just like a more of like a whoosh, kind of like. It didn't sound that way. Like, and I, I'm hoping that I could figure out what he said because he said something. Uh, um. Oh, I can't wait. Okay. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> I think we're recording this too. Damn it. No, you know what? I wanted to say you, you're like this even keeled person. Like you have the serious haunting going on. Somehow you just remain calm. Are there people in, cause I don't read all of the comments. I don't know if you have time to read all of the comments. Have you ever captured any comments that maybe were like mean spirited? Do you just ignore them? Do you respond to them? You know what? I try not to. I do try to read as many comments and respond to as many people as possible because mm-hmm. I find that like the one blessing that came from this. And mind you, I hate people. Um, I, I'm like a kind person, but I really don't like people. I love animals. I'd rather be around them than people. Um, but I, you know, I really think the beauty in all of this is that, you know, I got connected to like, you know, thousands and thousands of like amazing people who are really um, just awesome. They just are awesome. And I appreciate them. And there's the few that make comments about, you know, me being gay and, or me being Jewish or they're not kind to one another. And, you know, I think in my bio, it says be kind to one another. And I Mm -hmm. just that said basically be kind to one another I'll shut my page down I will because it has too many like followers at this point for me to feel comfortable promoting like you know a a page where people spew hatred it's just I'm not gonna do that like I'll document it and then make you know try to you know post it all out there it's like a long movie on YouTube or something it can be absolutely overwhelming, especially like you can make the smallest of comment on somebody else's post because this is what I've experienced. Right. And it's just like not only that, but just spend your time differently. You know what I mean? Just spend your time differently than like sitting there looking through and ju- being judgmental about every comment. 
Right. And I'm, I'm, I get immature. I can be really immature. So there are a few comments that I see where I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go in on you. Like, you have no idea. But I, I try to keep myself from doing that because it'll, it's not helpful. No, it's not. And it's it's not good for the soul or no. your energy, you know, to put your energy in all of that. Exactly. Exactly. It's all about exactly you. What you get is what you put out. So exactly. Kindness out. If I don't receive kindness, I just move along. It's the way to be. I don't always do the best, but that's mm -hmm. that's what I believe. Now, what is your future outlook? Like you've expressed that you want to keep the house. You want it to be something generational that it can go to your daughter and her children and so on and so forth. What has your family said anything about that? Like if you don't have to disclose it, if you don't want to, if you feel like if it's a private thing, I completely understand that. If they disagree with it in your mind, where do you see yourself maybe in the next year or so? Will you still be at the at the house? That's a great question. Well, my career is domiciled here, so I have to be here. Mm -hmm. My family, like my parents and my siblings and my in-laws, they're supportive of it. I think because it gained so much attention and, you know, me and I, I, um, I feel like, uh, like this is super corny, but I feel like I kind of found a missing piece of myself or something. Uh, I found something out about myself. Like I believe I have sensitivities to these things. Mm -hmm. I want to explore it. And I, um, they support that, I think, only because, you know, of this. And um, my wife really is the only one who, like, she's such a good woman, so she supports me, but she's pissed. She's she's always worried because I'm here, and yeah. she's always worried. So I feel terrible, but she understands that, you know, it's just it's too beautifully intriguing. It's terrifying, but it's beautiful because there's so much more than we understand. And I intend to study the property. That's within in two years. My goal is by that time I'll have like a film crew, um, people with doctorates in you know paranormal psychology and studies and paranormal investigators and I want to just I want to go into it like Skinwalker Ranch is what inspired me actually mm -hmm. I want to study this property and the surrounding properties really well when I think about it like this is what goes through my mind inviting different people from different walks of life that specialize in the paranormal do you have any, for lack of a better word, do you have any hard limits? Like, what are the things that you will not allow in the house? Like, one of my things is 
when I'm watching all of these different paranormal things, well, they were playing with an Ouija board and I'm like, why stop playing with that shit? That's how you open the door. See, I'm that, see, I'm that person that like, I want to play with the Ouija board, but my wife told me and my friend who's a medium, not Smokey, who I'm going to be working with on researching all of this stuff and on paranormal investigations. But mm -hmm. another friend of mine who is a local here who her boyfriend is the metal detector who knows a bunch of stuff. But, you know, she told me if I ever touch a Ouija board, her and my wife will, they'll literally murder me. So I'm not touching a Ouija board anytime soon. And that's, yes, I won't allow that. Um, I mean, maybe like on the property line. I don't know. See, I'm so intrigued. Your, your cat scared me. I know. In your head. Um, no, there's really, I'm not opposed to, you know, having somebody come in with the Quran. I'm not opposed to having a priest. I'm not opposed to having a rabbi. I'm not opposed to mediums, investigators. I am skeptical. I didn't want people that, frankly, I don't believe people should believe 99% of what they see on TV. Mm -hmm. There are things other than my safety and privacy that revolve around this property and the neighboring properties that I cannot disclose of because right. they were national news and it, it would be terrible to exploit that in the victims and their for their victims sakes and their family safe. Of course. Awesome. And I don't know that like some of these famous people, everyone comments like, Get these people, the first thing that in my mind they would do is exploit that situation, mm -hmm. exploit the area because it's so famously haunted. Right. And, you know, yeah, that's my fear. So, well, the, the famous, what started off as the famous trio many years ago of the paranormal and one unexpectedly left after 10 years. And I don't know if you know who I'm referring to, but I'll tell you this much. If they ever, well, you know, ghost adventures. Okay. Zach Bagans is like the, yeah. you know, he, he loves to exploit shit. And I don't think that, again, this is my own personal opinion. Not, not like I'm hating Zach Bagans because I love watching ghost adventures. But I think what they like to do is push to the very limits, regardless if you say, no, I don't want this. No, I don't want that. But you know what? You also have other paranormal people local within on YouTube that are very respectful of other people's property. And if they're willing to go there and respect your boundaries of what you don't want present, because you just never want to disturb. I mean, it sounds like even though the lights flicker on and off and like weird things happen and you catch things on your camera, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem to be at a point where if you open up another door that it's just going to invite other shit in there, which is going to be out of control. I was just going to say, did you ever follow Dude, My House is Haunted? Yes, and I uh, is that the same person? Crap, 
the I, guy that uh, then he had the the girlfriend move in and the chairs were moving around and shit was getting thrown around. Yeah, there's another one, Dino Nuggets. I don't think that's real. You don't think, dude, my house is haunted is real? Oh, I that one, I no, I I believe that might be real. I think so, but I, I'm thinking of Dino Nuggets. I oh, okay. And I've I, heard of Dino Nuggets, but I can't remember like what what his his story is. Yeah, um, I could be wrong too. I, there's so much shit that happened here that I would say this girl is fucking faking this shit. Excuse my language. So I sh I shouldn't be so skeptical, but I am still so skeptical. I can't help it. But it's it's good to be that way. It's it's good to have the healthy, logical sense of trying to rule things out. I told you when we first initially talked about that incident that happened in my apartment, that I was waking up. I was awake. <laughs> and, you know, my dog lady at the time, she was alive. It was just me, her, and my cats. And I heard that voice come out of the closet. And she started barking. She went to go, and I held her back. And I just sat there on the bed for a minute just to try and maintain my composure. And I said, well, maybe it's somebody in the fire escape. And I'm thinking, why would somebody be at the fire escape right. like saying my name? Right, right. And, and as soon as I started ruling these things out, oh, maybe it's the answering machine. And I'm like, you don't have an answering machine anymore. Right. It's like, exactly. You run out of logical explanation. Mm -hmm. What and then what do you do? Where do you go from there? You know, right? Then right. you pretty much figured out. Okay, there's there was a voice that came out of your closet. <laughs> right. exactly. exactly, exactly. And you know what? Too, I think that it's important that you keep doing your research. Do you find that that just supersedes anything else? Anything that anybody is thinking or saying? That it's more <laughs> important for you to be able to stay on the path of what your intents are, what your intention is to do history, maybe do recordings of what it is that you found, just have your own writing so that you would have your own history book. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. And there's nobody that, yeah, I'm, I'm on a path and there's nothing that is going to stand in my way. I'm going to research this property and that there's nothing that supersedes that, you know. It's, well, yeah. just as long as you stay safe. <laughs> I'm like, you know, the most, it's mentally draining other than like being sleep deprived. Um, just wondering, like I was outside um, earlier, just, you know, putting the chickens away and it's mentally draining every night to think, uh, like, what did I just hear? What did I just see? Mm -hmm. uh, ha sometimes it's nothing, but it's still like, I think I saw something. Sometimes I do see something. And it's, right. you know, I thought I just saw something just now. Mm -hmm. But there's my lights are on and the windows are reflecting, you know, I see myself. So that makes no sense. So yeah um, i'm sorry but yeah it's mentally draining for that reason exactly that was a perfect example like mm -hmm. 
it's just constant back and forth and internal dialogue, you know, of, you know, what's real and what's not real. Exactly. 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 Well, my thing is, is like, I just don't want you to be alone. <laughs> Well, you did set up a merch now because we're going to get ready to close out this interview. Okay. You did set up a merch store, jberrarihaunting.myshopify.com. Yes. So in essence, now that you have all of this experience, your goal is to do investigations other than doing the history in your house, do investigations outside of where you live at. Yeah. While we're do you know while we're investigating the property the surrounding areas and the locations that are also haunted and related to this property mm -hmm. um, we'll be taking requests from people to go investigate other places and we'd ultimately really like to help people um like if somebody's experiencing what i'm experiencing and they really like you know they they need help and they don't know who to reach out to like we'll right you know, I'd be happy to travel to somebody and help them and, you know, they don't need to do anything or, you know, I mm -hmm. would be just happy. I would love to help people. Ultimately, I don't know how good I can do. My house is still haunted, but, you know. <laughs> well, Jen, I want to thank you for being on this episode of Unfiltered, the interview. Yeah portion. Um, I definitely want to have you back and follow up in the next couple of months and see what you found, what histories you found uh, relating to the property, what else has happened. And I will be putting all of the links down below in the description box so that you can follow her on social media. And of course, support her merch because you just have to get it. You can't like just not get it. <laughs> Thank you. And please keep in touch. Thank you for having me. I think you're awesome. I keep doing what you're doing. And um, Thank you. I hope I keep in contact. You're cool. You're cool. Yes, we are definitely keeping in contact. I may write a little bit too much, but you have my phone number. So now you know. <laughs> All right. Perfect. We're good to go. You so can always text me. <laughs> so let me close out and say, I want to thank everybody for taking the time out and watching this episode. If you've had experience with the paranormal, please do hit me up on my email. It's mblueunfiltered at gmail.com. We want to hear your stories and maybe Jen will give you a visit and see if she can help you out with your hauntings. And with all that being said, Always remember, be good to yourself, be good to each other, and most importantly, take care of you. Bye, everybody. This is right. Is now. right. That just freaked me out. This is literally what happens all the time at her house like oh my god you scared me <laughs> sorry so here's here's the light switch here i don't know if you can really see it's pretty dark and there's nobody here where are your cats
Do they ever Good get question. scared? Where are the boys? Um, they're always with me. So that's a great question. Um, Oh, I found one of them. Okay. Sorry, I forgot the camera's pointing on me. Here's Dwight. Aww. Hi, yeah. Dwight. Hey, hi, buddy. You okay? You dealing with this okay? They seem to be like, you know, like, sorry, I'm a little rattled. Um, Did you feel at some point that all of these things were happening? And then there's like little structures like this potting shed. And then there's, ooh, those lights should not be on. That's when yes, I had the nightmares. that is this cottage. Mm-hmm. That's when you had the nightmare, okay. I'm like waiting for something to happen. Do you hear that? Did you hear that? I heard something. It oh, was on, I thought I saw a head. That's like a pot, the fucking um, woodshed. Hello? Who just made that noise? You heard that, right? Um, well, it was on. It went okay. Do you see it? That light just turned on. Go back. Yes, go you back. See go it. back. Okay. It's, Sorry, it's the camera's going on and off. On here. and off. Okay, the camera's backwards here. Okay, you see that. Who's in there? Who's in there right now? Nobody? 